At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. It's our number two of the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, and we've got a tremendous hour coming up for you as you're going to be joined in 15 minutes by David Baker. You may know him a little bit better for his work, actually, on the felt as he's a professional poker player, but also the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion. We're going to recap what we all saw this weekend in the NFL. We're going to turn it forward to the NFC and AFC Championship games as well. We're going to be gauging with him. What he is expecting out of the quarterback situation of the Chiefs, if we can expect to see Patrick Mahomes, and I'm expecting to see Patrick Mahomes, so more specifically, what to expect out of him this week as well. So we're going to be diving into that. We're going to be taking a look at some big games that are going to be coming up, but here in the meantime, we've got to get you guys some sweats for Monday. We've got a nice college basketball board. It's not necessarily the most expansive in the world, but we do have some interesting games. Laid out that New Mexico versus Nevada game that we're going to be getting as well late night. And if you missed that breakdown, vcin.com slash podcast. You're able to download every single hour that we do here at vcin via that. And also the vcin bets, bets feed, which you're able to catch wherever your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Bliss goes on and on. And got to give a shout out to the men behind the scenes that do such great work with this as Sean is the man that posts up all those podcasts. If you're listening via podcast, if you're listening via now sports map radio, because we are on there as well. Great coming together with VSIN and Sports Map Radio. You're able to hear all of that audio thanks to our great audio engineer and Taylor. If you're watching on VSIN.com, YouTube TV, you're able to go down the list of providers. The man that throws up all the graphics and makes me look, well, like I'm not breaking the camera right now. That would be our good friend Dakota. And then the man that books all of these great guests on this show. That would be producer Jason Kahn. These are the best in the business. Always happy to be working with them. So I've got to pay it off, and I've got to try to find you guys some winners on this Monday college basketball card. So we're going to go to the main, I guess you'd call it, power conference game that we're going to be seeing in the early slate. We'll hit up on the Kansas versus Baylor game a little bit later, but 865, 866 on the board is where we're going with the DK Nation pick. As it is Virginia Tech, they are going to be playing us at Duke. Duke is a two and a half point underdog with your total on this game, 137 half and 138. I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of people are going to be thinking that this is a little bit of a suspicious line. Just like there were a lot of people that were probably thinking the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals had a suspicious line as well. 
I'm going to be riding with Duke in this spot. And personally, I don't think that you need the points in this ordeal. Typically at the time of publishing, typically you don't have money lines up in a lot of places. So it typically turns into me just taking the very small amount of points on the spread right now. We're finding Duke as a two and a half point underdog, which they opened up as a one point underdog. And we see this go to two and a half. Why? I really don't know. Now with Virginia Tech, they're currently riding a seven-game losing streak, but I do think that their losing streak does deserve a little bit more context. They've lost all 70 of these games by, by 10 points or fewer. Their last game against Clemson, they lose that game by one. So they have been close in a lot of these games. It's a team that ranks in the top 85 in both offensive and defensive efficiency. Merely the amount of points scored and amount of points allowed on a per-possession basis. But the reason why I like Duke in this spot is that we are finally seeing those star freshmen being able to step up. Kyle Filipowski, he has been filling it up all season long. 15 points, sign and half rebounds. There's been no question that he has been one of the main forms of offense for the Duke Blue Devils. And a big reason why Duke has been able to have the success that they have been able to have this season. But with that said, now you've got Derek Whitehead along with also Derek Lively, a pair of guys that were ranked in the top 10 and are near every single recruiting database that you're able to find in terms of the class of 2022 prospects. And these guys weren't living up to their billing towards being a part of the season. And in the case of Derek Whitehead, he was dealing with an injury throughout much of the just prep time that you've got for the upcoming season. And now these guys are starting to ascend for Lively. He was a big reason why Duke was able to get a win on Saturday against the Miami Hurricanes. Only scored six points and overall for the season, averaging 4 points, 3 points, 7 rebounds per game. It's been a very disappointing year for him, but down low in that game against Miami was his coming out party. Five blocks and 10 rebounds in that contest. Meanwhile, you've got someone in Whitehead who has been able to score 10 plus points in five of the or in four of the team's last six games. And for Derek Whitehead, whenever he scores at least 10 points this season, Duke has won 4-1. and one. So he's been able to do a nice job of being able to pick up his play just a little bit. And with his Duke team, the magic number for them, it is 69, which I'm sure that many of you guys have a chuckle there, but there's a reason why their magic number is 69 because when they allow their opponents to score fewer than 69 points, they're 12 and 0. When they allow 69 points or more, they are 2 and 5. That is a big number in this game. If Duke can continue to buckle down on defense, and currently they rank 49th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. That is very massive because if they allow fewer than 69 points, they win every single time. And that is a big reason why, along with having Duke outright, I do have my total of 135.5. Right now we're seeing it a lot of spots right around 138, 138.5. So I do lean to the under in this spot as well. It is a Virginia Tech team that they do have some good versatility on the, their team. They've got Grant Pasile, who's been able to chip in their 15 points, five rebounds per contest, relatively good three-point shooter, and then... They've got Justin Mutz, who just fills up every section of the stat sheet. 15.5 points, 7.5 boards. He's able to chip in there a steal, a block. He shoots 42% from three. You love what he's able to bring to the table, but they were expecting a star freshman in Rodney Rice to be able to help them out as well. He played one game against Syracuse. He's been back on the shelf ever since then. Not a good situation for Virginia Tech. They've gotten absolutely nothing out of him. I'm pretty sure that he's not going to be able to play in this game either, so... That is a big, giant issue for them. Duke has been able to do a relatively solid job on defense now. On the road slash in a neutral court environment, they have been having more difficulties. If you look at their both their defense and their offensive efficiency, it drops by nearly 10 points per 100 possessions in a road slash neutral court environment. That said, this is a Virginia Tech team that they've made like your buddy at the bar. They can't close, and with getting Duke just on the road in this ordeal with their star freshman finally being able to ascend, I think that this is where they're able to get the job done on the road. I made Duke my personal favorite of two and a half points in this spot. So whether you're getting two, two and a half points, or if you're getting Duke on the money line, I like both bets. Personally, I'm going to be taking a look at Duke on the money line. This will probably be published, like I said, because money lines typically come out in the early AM when it comes to a lot of books. It'll probably just be me taking the short amount of points with Duke. And I also do like this little under because I think that Duke is going to be able to buckle down I defense against this Virginia Tech team that they themselves right around 250th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. Now let's look at that other big game that we've got in college basketball. That would be Kansas versus Baylor. 
871-872 on the betting board. It is Baylor between a 2 to a 2.5 point favorite. Control last game is anywhere between 149 and 149.5. This was a number that before I came on, you were finding Kansas as between a 3 to 3.5 point underdog. And I gobbled up one of those threes, personally, because I do think that this is going to be a little bit more of a nip and tuck game. I did set Baylor as my slight favorite of 2.5 points. Right now where I sit at Circa, Baylor is a 2-point favorite, and that's the absolute max that I'd be willing to lay here at the 2.5 if you currently have that. I would let this line marinate. If this gets back to Kansas being a 3 to 3.5 point underdog, I think that you've got some good value there. If this continues to fall like we are seeing at Circa with this number being 2, if this gets down below 2, then you've got some value with the Baylor Bears. It is a Kansas team that I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of people saying, oh, there's no way that Kansas can lose three straight games or anything like that. They were the number two team in the country coming into the week, and they've lost two straight games and everything like that. This is a stranger in college basketball, people. We just saw Temple go on the road and knock off Houston. We've seen Iowa lose as a 31-point favorite to something called Eastern Illinois. I mean, goodness gracious. We are seeing a lot of strangers, so do not utilize that logic. With that said, this is a Big 12 where every single game is a slobber knocker, and I do think that Baylor is going to have a little bit of a tough time with Jalen Wilson. Wilson, 21 points, right around 8 rebounds, shoots so well from 3-point range for Kansas. Kansas also has Grady Dick, who's been able to shoot right around 43.5% from 3-point range. He's been able to chip in their 15 points per contest. What I do like for this Baylor team is that Adam Flagler, Rolling out five plus assists, shoots it well from three. He's able to give you 15 plus points per game, and then they will get a lot out of Keontae George. He's able to chip in their four and a half rebounds, 14 and a half points. And it's a Baylor team that they've been very hot and cold in terms of their defense, to say the least. But now they've given up 65 points or fewer in three of their last four games after, well, it was a less than savory start to Big 12 play. And I do think that Kansas is going to play better than they did a few nights ago against TCU. TCU got up in that game 15 points very, very early, and Kansas was just unable to recover. You've got someone in Kevin McCuller that does a great job being able to provide you with right around 11 points, seven rebounds. He'll give you a steal. He'll pop a couple threes for you. I do like the way that he has been able to ascend for this team. You've got also someone in Dewan Harris who has an assist-to-turnover ratio that's hovering right around three, so I think that he's going to be able to do a solid job. I just don't know if you get enough possessions for this total to go over, though, Kansas is a team that ranks right around 100th in terms of possessions per game. Baylor is another mid-tempo team. Both of these teams have been able to start to play a little bit more defense. Kansas has been the better defense among these two teams. Baylor just outside the top 100 in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. You've got a Kansas team that they rank in the top 45 in terms of defense. So I did set my total at 146.5. I'm going to be willing to take the right around 149 or so that we're seeing in most places under, but that said, I'm going to be interested to see the line movement in this game. I personally took this when we saw Kansas get north of three, and that's what I do like most in this game because I do think that this is going to be another tight one possession game, but I personally set my number at two and a half, so if you're looking on DraftKings, if you're seeing a two and a half, let this marinate in the AM. If we get down below two, it's good take on Baylor. If we get north of three, good take on Kansas. And coming up next, what is always terrific, is getting 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion David Baker on to talk some football. We'll do that next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. On VSN, the sports betting network. Winter sports are in full swing. At Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and so much more. It is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSN, the sports betting network. Great to be joined by the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion. And some of you might know him a little bit better for what he does on the felt as he's a professional poker player as we're joined by David Baker. And David, hopefully your champ or your divisional round of the NFL went well. And it's always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh went 4-0. Uh, nice. All, all four winners and... Um, Sprinkled in a few totals at one, so uh, perfect weekend. So yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the barn burner games that I think maybe as fans we kind of wanted, but from a betting perspective, couldn't have gone any better for me. I mean, it was just uh, most of them were no sweaters. Um, got the back door in Jacksonville, but I think it was the right side anyway. But uh, yeah, it was really nice to just have a no sweat weekend. Yep, and those are some of the best out there as well because it is so hard to find no-sweat winners, especially in the NFL where the margins are typically so thin. And I thought that this was going to be a game that was going to be involving a sweat. When I took the Bengals getting the points, I was thinking, all right, this is probably going to be a three-point game. I'm able to get north of three. You know what? Good value here. Didn't think that the Bengals would be able to get there and win by a count of 27 to 10, but they were able to. David, I'm not sure about you, but... It felt like people made too much out of these offensive line injuries for the Cincinnati Bengals. They were left with a line that was relatively similar to what they utilized to make the Super Bowl last year. And it felt like people were just trying to get too smart and were trying to fade the Bengals for really reasons that were head-scratching to me. Uh, I couldn't agree more with you. I mean, this is a nice lesson in fade the noise. Um, There was a lot of noise all week about the offensive line and it felt like um you know they baked that into the line i mean the i i really felt like this should have been a field goal line and it just kept getting pushed further and further up and when it hit six i was like perfect i mean this is this is the this is what i've been waiting for um i would have gladly taken it at four or five five and a half but kind of when it creeps up from four to five and a half they it's you know, it's most likely just going to hit that six number because they're just kind of anybody who's taking the dog, the favorite is just going to take it at that point. So I kind of felt really 
really good about that. I, I, I'm with you on that. I mean, the offensive line obviously um, was a little concerning, but it was similar to the, the one that they were pretty close to winning the Super Bowl and got to the Super Bowl last year. And at the end of the day, the market just doesn't respect the Bengals or it hasn't respected the Bengals. Um, they're on, uh, I think, a 21 to 5 uh, against the spread streak. The Bills, we've wanted to be great. We've wanted to be good all year. But at the end of it, I mean, I, I just kept I kept wanting them to be what I wanted them to be. But my eyes and my brain were telling me this team just didn't have it this year. And uh, I was happy to fade them and happy to be able to get the Bengals at a nice premium and a nice little uh, healthy money line. And uh, I mean, the Bells, the Bengals have been playing the best football in the NFL. So it really didn't surprise me that this game was a no sweater. I mean, if this game was tomorrow and the line was nothing was even, I would bet them again. I mean, they seem like the better team and it really didn't even seem close. Absolutely. And I know that you mentioned this with the Cincinnati Bengals. If you want to go the last two years, regular season and postseason, Bengals 27 and 12 against the spread. That's pretty stinking good right there. If you've been betting the Bengals and doing nothing else but betting them on the spread, you're up a little bit over 13.8 units or so, if I did the math correctly. So, yeah, that is going very, very well for them. And with the Cincinnati Bengals, it's going to be interesting to see how they match up with the Kansas City Chiefs. And certainly towards the back half of this conversation, we're going to be discussing what we could expect out of the Kansas City Chiefs. But that said... They were able to get it done, but they don't get the cover against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We have seen this how many times out of these out of the Kansas City Chiefs where they get the outright win as a north of a touchdown favorite, but they do not get the cover. And I thought for Jacksonville, it was a nice gritty game for them. I think that the future is very bright. If you're looking at 2024 futures, they are not a bad look at all to be able to win the division, to be able to make some noise in the AFC. But that's it. The Kansas City Chiefs were able to get it done, but as we know, it didn't come without a cost. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about the Chiefs, but let's first uh, give our due to the Jags, who were left for dead midseason and ported on nicely, left for dead halftime of the Charger game, came on nicely, and, um, you know, most of the experts and star people that I heard all week just thought that it was Kansas City roll show. Um, we did get there on the back door, um, unless you got it at 10, which it was, you know, uh, just briefly at 10. But for those of us who had it at nine and a half or, you know, lower, got there at the end. But I, I don't, I mean, we got lucky. Obviously, whenever you get a score with 30 seconds left, especially when it's a field goal, when it's a 10-point game, it's a little luck. But a lot went against them to get to this point to begin with. I mean, Agnew fumbles the ball at the three-yard line. They were almost for sure going to score something there. Um, the Jags dropped uh, a short, a short interception. Um, granted, uh, Mahomes was not full Mahomes, but I thought this Jacksonville team played with them nicely. And it was a nice building block and kind of what you expect, you know, when, and when teams traditionally get there, it's kind of uh, built over multiple seasons. And this was a really good step for them. They went out about where they should. Um, they gave them a fight, but, you know, in the end, the experience of the Chiefs just just went ahead and did them in. The Chiefs played well, but, I, I mean, I, I still feel like there's just something missing for this team. Travis Kelsey, absolute beast. But I, I'm just – I find myself unimpressed by the outside weapons and the running game of the Chiefs. And it's a big uh, jump in um, opponent this week when you're going to play the Bengals. So obviously they're going to need a full Mahomes. Uh, I think the line that came out, which we'll discuss later, is kind of reflective on a half Mahomes. Uh, I don't really necessarily think the line is going to stay where it's at. Um, but I, 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 the Chiefs, the Chiefs just do what they need to do. I mean, they're well coached. They're they have you know a great quarterback, and uh, they have a lot of veterans on the team. So they they handled their business, and now they sat there and watched what they. I think they. Hoped would be this outcome, but be careful what you wish for. They're 0-3 and, you know, over the last two years against the Bengals. So they've got a, a feisty team with a lot of confidence coming to see them this week. And I will say this. We'll dive into the NFC side of things in the next segment. But 
In terms of what we're getting in the final four, the NFC Championship game and the AFC Championship game, at minimum, among your top five teams in the NFL, you've got all four in. You could say that you've got the best four in, and I wouldn't debate you there. You could throw the Bills in there ahead of a team like the Cincinnati Bengals, what have you, and I wouldn't have any gripes there. But what I think is so refreshing is that we see it so many times in the NCAA tournament where you get that 11 seed that they make the final four and then they just get dump trucked when they make it to the final four like a loyal Chicago, like a George Mason. You're able to go down the list. But we've got, in my opinion, if not the best four teams in the NFL remaining for the top five. Yeah, I mean, every week on this show, we've basically broken into, you know, an elite tier. And that elite tier was always Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati, uh, the Eagles. And there was a time period where the Cowboys were in there. And there's a time period where the, the Niners were in there. Um, I think basically the last month the, the Cowboys kind of fell out of that top five uh, that and, uh, you know, the top six to make it a top five. And uh, I think really as long as you got those two teams in the NFC that we've gotten and any of the two, two of the three Chiefs, Bengals, Buffalo, then we could say that, you know, you got the best four teams are for the top five. I think what the Bengals did to the Bills over the first quarter of the game that ended up getting no contest. And then the four quarters here, I don't even think you really can put a a logical debate up there that Buffalo is better than Kansas, than Cincinnati at this point. Um, maybe Buffalo might be better versus some teams, but the Cincinnati team is better than them. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, it, it just kind of is what it is. I mean, they whooped them. They whooped them on their home field, and it never really was even close. So, um, and, and I do have to say, I mean, Zach Taylor gets a lot of uh, heat nationally. I don't think, you know, when we're talking about the great coaches in the league, he never gets mentioned. Um, he seems to do some things from time to time. But he had a really great game plan versus a very tough Bills team, both offensively and defensively. and. Um, you know, he was told all week that this offensive line was it was problems. Well, then if if you're going to believe that narrative, then you got to give him credit for scheming up an attack to uh, not get swamped by this Bills pass rush. I mean, Burrow got sacked once out of uh, 37 dropbacks. So props to Zach Taylor there, too. Absolutely. And they were able to overcome the elements. They get the job done against the Buffalo Bills. And We've got to talk next about the two NFC teams that were able to get the job done over the weekend with our good friend David Baker here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and the bets are moving on every game? The betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes with DraftKings odds, so you can see all the changes in the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match up with the public opinion. You're able to check out not just today's action, but future events as well as betting splits are another way that VEASAN is here year-round to make you a smarter better. So check out today's betting splits for every single game now at VEASAN.com. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Great to be rejoined by 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion David Baker. And David, we took a look at the AFC side of things to lead things off. Now let's take a look at the NFC side of things. And I want to start off by going back to Saturday because among all the performances that we saw this weekend, I feel like the Eagles had the most dominant performance. They just completely laid waste to the New York Giants. At no point was this a game, and there was a lot of questions as to what we were going to be finding out of Jalen Hurts. Was he going to be 100%? Was he going to be not able to be as mobile as he was just towards the beginning part of the season? And in my opinion, they did a great job of laying all those questions to rest. How they come back this week is a little bit of a question mark, but that said, Eagles looked really, really good on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, this is the Eagles team that we've seen all year, um, you know, besides the, the last few weeks without Hurts. Um, this is just another example of fade the noise as far as I'm concerned. Um, look, these playoffs have really been um, an example as far as I'm concerned of 
pay attention to what's going on in the regular season and don't fall into the noise that you're hearing, um, you know, immediately. This Tampa Bay-Dallas game that we had that we didn't get a chance to discuss because it happened afterwards, but we came on the show week after week saying this Tampa Bay team was terrible. Don't fall for it. And sure enough, so many people fell for this Tampa Bay uh, team. The Eagles, we came on the show and we've been saying this team is a juggernaut. This is the real deal. And yet I heard so much of the media just jump on the Giants bandwagon just because they beat a Minnesota team that everybody said was fraudulent. Um, Look, there's a big difference between throwing the ball into wide open spaces that the Minnesota Vikings gave the Giants and trying to force the ball when James Bradbury and Darius Slay are blanketing your receivers that are, you know, fringe starters in the NFL, let alone ones and twos. They're fringe even roster players. So I, I think this just all goes back to a similar, uh, you know, thing that we discussed with the Bengals. It's, you know, look at these teams for the entire year. And this Eagles team was a great football team. And in my opinion, Jalen Hurts deserves to be the MVP uh, of the National Football League. I was not a huge Jalen fan for a while, but I have become one. And look, this team was a dominant, dominant team with him. He went out. He was out for a few weeks. They lost. He came back. and. Now look at this team again, and it just begins, and it's and it begins with with him. He takes care of the football. He doesn't make mistakes. He he uh, progresses his reads. He if if nothing's there, he runs. Um, and yeah, this Philadelphia team was the powerhouse we expected. And the one issue with them is they do have a tendency to take their foot off the gas in the second half. And I, I, you know, that may present a problem in the next game or the Super Bowl if they get there. Um, but you know, against a team like the Giants, they obviously didn't have anything to really worry about. But very, very impressive performance. Sirianni, you know, did the job. Uh, the Devonte Smith was great. Goddard was great. Jalen was great. Bradbury was great. Um, Sirianni called a great game. Um, yeah, it was just a dominating performance by the Eagles. Uh, on their home crowd and um, you know like we did with the Jags props to the Giants I mean if you said at the beginning of the year that they were going to make the final four in the conference um, you would just been ecstatic so I'm not going to take anything away from what the Giants have done this year they they really they're you know they're building something there with Dable and uh, you know I, I for one hope they re-sign Daniel Jones because I I do think that he's a really good uh, quarterback despite you know how we played this week. And I'm glad that you gave some credit to the Giants there as well, because I mean, what Brian Dable was able to do, because the Giants, if you took a look at things, you were able to get better odds on them to have the worst record in the league than to be able to find them really in a spot where they would be even contending for the NFC title or anything of that nature. Their top wide receiver in this game was Richie James, who had seven receptions. Nobody else had more than two. So, I mean, there was really no weapons whatsoever to be had for the Giants. Really, the only guy that they signed for a wide receiver was Kenny Galladay, and he should be going around in a ski mask for the rest of his life because he is stealing money right now from the New York Giants. And, well, yeah, they were able to still make it to the divisional round of the playoffs. You've got to give a lot of credit where credit is due to the Giants, but the Eagles, they're just... In my opinion, right now, the best team out there in the NFC. They're going to be going up against a 49ers team that... They don't have quite the quarterback that the Eagles do. There's no question about it, but this defense, it just bears down on you. They were able to really hold down the Dallas Cowboys. They get it done by a count of 19 to 12. What were your overall thoughts on this game? Because no doubt about it, it wasn't necessarily any sort of a dominant display from the 49ers on offense, but that defense put on a clinic. Yeah, I mean, this this game, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to hang this one in the Louvre. It wasn't like it was... Uh, super well-played game or dominant performance. It was definitely the game that was the most in flux um, of all the games this weekend. Uh, and I think we kind of considered that that was probably going to be the case. I mean, it did have the lowest spread coming in. Uh, the Giants played well. The Niners played well. I mean, I, I, the Niners just, the Niners are just too tough. I mean, they're just so physical. And I'm really interested in this, this week's game is really, going to be interesting because this is the first time 
that either of these teams get to go up against another team that is equally as physical as they are. Um, Kyle Shanahan, absolutely, in my opinion, the number one coach in the NFL. He uh, gets it done with all different types of players, um, with all types of mediocre quarterbacks. Brock Purdy did a, did what he needed to do. He did a good job. He got away with a couple. There were a couple balls that definitely could have been intercepted. Um, but look, he stood in there and he made some throws. And credit to Shanahan for having the guts to put the ball in Purdy's hands um, late in this game. Uh, I was sitting here on my chair with two minutes and five seconds left. Said this is a perfect spot that they could throw the ball because if you run it, you're probably going to get tackled up the middle uh, with 201 left, and they're going to call a timeout on that side of the two-minute warning. Pass plays usually take a little bit longer. If they can run a safe pass play, they can get to the two-minute warning, and he did more than that. I mean, he delivered a strike and uh, picked up 15 yards and kind of set up the, the end of the game. So Purdy did what he needed to do, and, and I really do um, – Credit him. I, I don't, you know, it's a big step up in class going to Philly. I mean, he had the home field behind him here and uh, I'm kind of, I'm really excited for this football game. It is going to be a really great game. I'm not hundred percent who I'm picking on this one, but I do think it's a, it's a great game. And I'm sure we'll talk about that next segment. Um, Dallas again, McCarthy punted in a few spots, probably shouldn't have um, Zach little careless with the ball. But all in all, I mean, I do have to say that I do think the Cowboys played a pretty good game. CeeDee Lamb, well, I mean, his, he's, he's slowly joining the elite tier of receivers. Um, I think he was kind of on the outside looking in. He's, he's showing that he can really be a dominant receiver in this league. So um, I think the Cowboys really regret not signing Amari Cooper. Um, I really think that that was the difference. They really didn't have a, a number two weapon. And obviously losing Pollard hurt, but at the end of the day, he's, you know, a running back and I know he's good, but running backs really, you know, games aren't really turned on based on running backs for the most part. Yeah. Ben, it was so interesting because they were having all those rumors about perhaps Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be going for the Dallas Cowboys and everything like that. Never ended up materializing. And I'm so glad that you brought up Kyle Shanahan because I do think that in terms of what we're going to be seeing in the NFC and AFC championship games as well. I'm not sure if you'd agree slash disagree, but I was talking about how we've got four of the top five teams in there. I would say at minimum among your top seven, maybe eight coaches, you've got four of them that are, aren't going to be on display this weekend as well. Yeah. Sirianni has uh, been super impressive. I mean, not only does he call a good game, but I feel like he manages the game. Well, um, not only in this game, I mean, he got a little funky there trying to draw some offsides and stuff, but he's done that throughout the year. And uh, he kind of brought that, you know, push Jalen in the butt for a couple yards. And then he ran a play off of it this week where, you know, he pitched it out and, and uh, you know, his time management seems to be pretty good. I, I'm impressed with Sirianni. I don't think this is a coaching mismatch, even though I do think Shanahan's the best coach in the league. And uh, yeah, then we've got some great coaches this weekend to watch. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for this week. I am excited as well. We've got two great games for the NFC and AFC championship. And we're going to be talking about those next with David Baker on the flip side here on the Greg Peterson experience. I'm Vincent, the sports bank network. At bed, three, six, five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets. When you bet just $5, whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at bed, three, six, five, 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone, you know, has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Winter sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest line sides and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and so much more. It's a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peters at Experience on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Great to be rejoined by David Baker, does great work as a professional poker player does a great job taking a look at the betting aspect of things as he is the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion. And David, we just recapped how we've gotten here. Now let's take a look at these two NFC slash AFC championship games. And before we do that, I just want to throw this out there. Would there be any way that you'd be taking a look at any sort of futures bet right now? Because I take a look at the futures board and it's very tightly knit together. I get these via DraftKings. Chiefs are at plus 250 to win the Super Bowl. Bengals plus 265. The Eagles are also plus 265. And the 49ers are plus 320. If I were to take a look at this right now, I would just put it on the money line of the team that I think is going to win. And then if they make the Super Bowl, just put it on them again, roll it over. Because I think that you get a better payout than what you get just taking a look at a flat future right now. Yeah, I mean, the the reality is these all these numbers are pretty accurate. Um, I've never seen where all four teams are so closely bunched. So this just means we're going to have a really tight line in the Super Bowl. Um, I personally am not a Chiefs believer, but if you are a Chiefs believer and you think Mahomes is the second coming, then um, I, if I was going to do anything, maybe I would think about that because I could see that if he um, practices all week, that that line might move up. And if he goes out and has a good performance and he wins, that they would be the only ones that I could see maybe being a substantial favorite in the play in the Super Bowl. Um, I'm not going to do it that way because uh, I'm not personally a Chiefs believer or backer. So um, I will most likely be just fading the Chiefs uh, in either or both matchups um, if they happen to get there. So if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, I'll probably be. Uh, booking a couple of losses personally. And I do think that it is so interesting to take a look at that game because we've seen it move down. If you like the Kansas City Chiefs, you could probably still make more money just rolling it over because right now their money line in this game against the, the Cincinnati Bengals, it's moved down to right around minus 115, minus 120 in a lot of spots because the spread, I'm seeing it at South Point as a pick em. I'm seeing it in other spots like the Westgate where I sit at Circa between one, one and a half. And I think that this is just all about the news that we see throughout the week. If the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be having Patrick Mahomes have everything look full go for him, things of that nature. I do think that this could be a number that it moves back to the opener of two. But I think that that's really the max that it moves to. I don't think that this is going to be a number that moves through three. So if you like the Cincinnati Bengals, I think you probably take it now and you just be happy with what you've got because, like I said, I don't think that this at any point gets a three. And if the news is bad on Patrick Mahomes, this could flip to the Bengals, perhaps even being a favorite. Um, you know, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I kind of think about it opposite. Um, as far as I'm concerned, if uh, I don't really think, I don't really think there's any way Mahomes misses the game. 
So I'm not really seeing that it's going to, you know, drastically shift like he's going to be out or anything. And if he starts practicing and he looks good in practice, I could really see this line moving uh, upwards and hitting three. If it doesn't hit three, I don't really think it matters if you're minus two plus two. Um, you either believe in that Mahomes is superhuman and would play and succeed while not practicing all week and that you're not a believer in the Bengals um, or the opposite. I mean, I, as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to be backing the Bengals and I think Mahomes will be fine. And I'm just hoping that he practices all week because I want this line to move up and I want to, I want to be able to get more value just in case, you know, the Chiefs pull it out at the end. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I'm attacking it. I don't really think there's any key numbers at this point. So uh, I, I think it's just worth it just to see if if Mahomes is somehow ruled out, then there's really not a number that I'm not going to like the Bengals at. And if he's ruled in, I, I think it's it just begins to move up. Um, and I only say that just because the Bengals have been completely disrespected by the betting market the entire year. And granted, they've come off of the most dominating performance that we've seen from them. So. That may, you know, help keep this line down a little bit. But I was seeing uh, a projected line before the game played today that if the Bengals won, that it would be upwards of five. So I think it moves back. I think it moves back up if Mahomes looks decent. And um, if he doesn't, then I I'm not really worried about it. It's not a it's not really any key numbers anyway. What what's the difference? It flips from minus one and a half to or plus one and a half to minus one and a half or minus two. It it it's all kind of the same to me. Yeah, but if you're just below that number of three, it is a very much a horse piece situation just because you don't get a lot of games that land one or two. It takes very exceptional circumstances to be able to get there. And what I do think is significant, what you were talking about, is if Chad Henney plays, and I am right there with you. I don't think that Chad Henney is going to be the starter in this game. Could he finish the game? I think that that's an interesting question, but I don't think that there's any way that you don't have Patrick Mahomes as a starter. At the very, very minimum, I think that he at the very least gives it a go, tries to be able to get in there. So perhaps that provides some value on some Patrick Mahomes unders in terms of his player props as well. We shall see, and we're going to be finding out more as the week rolls along. And then in terms of 49ers versus Eagles, this is a number that opened up with the Eagles being a one and a half point favorite in a lot of spots. Now we're finding them as a two and a half point favorite total on this game, 45 and a half. Where do you stand on this game? Because I do think that the line move, it is correct. Anything below a field goal, I think is relatively saw value on the Eagles. Well, I think we're seeing with both of these line uh, openers that people are really waiting what they've seen recently. Um, the Bengals line opened up significantly lower than it was projected to and the betting markets had the Niners as a bigger favorite to win the NFC than the Eagles going into this weekend while at the same time the Eagles were laying eight and the Niners were laying four or three and a half so to me this game was supposed to open up as the Niners as a favorite um, and I think you know Although Pur Purdy looked okay, he he did get lucky. There were a lot of dropped interceptions, and Philly just, you know, was surgical in their performance. That being said, I do think that phys that physically, the way that the Niners win is just physically, um, and the Eagles can combat that somewhat. Um, they do have impressive offensive and defensive lines, so. I'm with you on this one. I'm, I'm leaning Philly early. Um, my initial leans are Philly and Bengals in the Super Bowl. Um, but I'm not, I'm not necessarily going to get tied into this pick yet because I really want to think about it and um, see what I like. Just because I do think I do respect the Niners and I do respect what Shanahan and what he's done with this team. And Purdy wasn't perfect but he was pretty good. And the fact that Shanahan trusted him late in that game um, really kind of told me a lot. I mean, Shanahan knows this guy better than any of us could possibly know him. So he trusts him. And if Shanahan trusts him, I mean, I got to trust him too. So 
I'm not I'm not I'm not going to go ahead and commit to the Eagles at this point, but my early lean is Eagles. If you do like the Eagles, though, I, I'm I'm with you, though. Maybe maybe you do want to take it now if you're for sure going to take them. If you have the Niners, I don't think there's any reason that you have to jump on it right now. I don't really see the game. You know, if it goes down to two to one and a half, whatever, that's not really a big deal. But if it ticks three and you can and you can hit it at three, obviously, that's a very key number. So. I don't think it gets to three. I think there'd be way too much buyback on the Niners at three. Um, but, hey, you never know. I mean, there's always those chances. Yep, I agree with you. I think that if there were a three that pops up, I could see a three popping up. It's one of those things where it's like, it was at book X for five minutes, and then it got completely bet down, and it goes back to two and a half. So I do agree with you there, David. And I think that you gave a gr- great pro tip a little bit earlier. Visa.com slash subscribe for all of these just because there's noise around a situation doesn't mean that you should be betting on that noise. As a matter of fact, fading a lot of this noise is something that is very good. We were seeing that with the Bengals versus the Bills game. Everyone was talking about the offensive line issues, and we were both sort of like, uh, I don't see why this line has gotten up so high. So I thought that that was great that you mentioned that. And David, it is always great to have you on the show, recapping all these NFL Sundays and turning it forward. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a fun season, and I'm excited to uh, talk about the championship and uh, get a Super Bowl preview next week. So um, good luck to everyone out there, and appreciate you. Absolutely, and David Baker does absolutely tremendous work as he is the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion and a man that you probably know from his poker work as well. Coming up next, we're going to take a look at a Ryzen League battle on the college basketball board for Monday on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.